Welcome, Soul Tribe, to Deep Soul Awakenings with your hosts, Chastity Ryan and Millie Franco. Get ready to shed some light on the unspoken aspects of spiritual and healing journeys. Hey, guys, and welcome to this week's episode. We're happy to be back. And for a new month, we're already... Already, Jesus right we're like like five minutes later it's april (laughs) i mean yeah and we're already four months in with the podcast which is pretty awesome i know right we started in december we're mm -hmm. already yeah yeah we're exactly about four months in interesting interesting how time flies time freaking flies like i just can't get over that i'm like wow we're like four months in with this already it's been quite a journey a beautiful journey and um just there's just more to come just yeah yeah it feels very natural still like yeah it does it really does and like one of my favorite things to do still same. something I look forward to <laughs> it's like um, it just gets it just gets better every episode because like we just get deeper into topics you know and that's yeah. what we do you know that's what the, yeah that's what the platform is about so <laughs> I mean I feel like also too you can um as we continue to go and we continue to grow you can kind of also see the growth in the episodes between us and like where we're changing and where we're shifting and like even the conversations that we're having and our perspectives have ended up being like so differently from like so so differently you hear me so different from like (laughs) the first episode until now um so I like it it's it's almost like a documentary of right. sorts where it's like the progression of our spiritual journeys along with like our tribe because you know we always talk about our people and all of love and all the things that we're all going through so definitely yeah, it's true interesting. it's true because it doesn't feel like episodes it feels like chapters like we're just mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know it's like a next chapter and then you know going on to the next chapter it's a journey you know and that's yeah. why I think that's we both have that frame of mind and I think that's why it's it's just been an amazing process thus far and you know and all the support we've been getting all of you guys that have been tuning in you guys have been great and we've been getting a lot of feedback which is awesome and yeah. shout out to our that. followers 100 no 165 followers We're to me wow. that is amazing so right? shout out <laughs> to all 165 of you we love you like we would not be here without you we would not be us without all of you so thank you and we love you so so much no doubt I agree so yeah so it's a new month and April is quite a shift I feel already like Mm -hmm. literally night and day Mm -hmm. like from Friday to Saturday it was just a, a, a huge shift of energy uh and I guess the key word I would say is bittersweet for me what do you think because I I think that's the best way I could sum it up yeah you know I mean I think same for me um everything that I've been going through it's kind of like heavy Mm -hmm. but it's also expanded awareness yeah um and more understanding of lessons and where things are coming from and where patterns are coming from um so I would say bittersweet as well like while it's very heavy and you know, I have my moments where I'm down and I'm just like, oh man, like, come on. But yeah, when I make it past those moments that I reflect and I sit 
and I go inward, I'm also grateful for it because I wouldn't be me without it. And I wouldn't have more of an understanding without it. And I wouldn't be, you know, healing in the same ways that I am. And as I'm healing, I'm healing generations of ancestors and my children and shifting like our lineage and our lives. So while it is hard work, I'm also very grateful. So bittersweet would probably be perfect actually <laughs> to describe it. Yeah. Like, cause that, I mean, that's just the key word that just came up because I feel, and you know, we also shifted into a new season, you know, winter time is, you know, when everything kind of, honestly, nature dies and kind of prepares to reset for the spring, which is now. So now everything is growing again. So yeah, I think it's through the same thing. Spiritual I, rebirth. I, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like I always said, um, you know, it's the seasons of the soul as well. I think our souls yeah. go through the same process as nature. I, I think it really mirrors that. Yeah, so, we just came out of our crone. Now we're going back, you know, rebirth, being reborn back into that meeting. So it's like, all right, let's yeah. go. New life. Let's 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 do this. <laughs> I've been totally bird watching out my window. Have you? Oh, that's so funny. I am obsessed with birds lately, and I literally sit by the pier just to watch the birds fly. I I have this like really huge tree outside. Um I believe it's a, it's not maple, but it's big like a maple. So it might, it might be a, a fir tree, but it's big nonetheless. And it's just, and it's been, it's been a, a huge hangout spot from a bunch of like different exotic birds that I've never seen before. I mean, I know cardinals and I know blue jays, mm -hmm. um, but I've been seeing these yellow birds hanging oh, yeah. out. Yeah. And they're the American yellow finch, I believe. Interesting. I, I tell you, I've been researching them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I probably would too. <laughs> I see, I see new ones, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna Google that one. What it, I'm gonna describe what it looks mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. and then yeah. So I found a bunch of different like new kinds of finch breed mm -hmm. outside my window, and um, there's bluebird, um the North American bluebird, and then there's the bluebird finch. There's variations. Interesting. <laughs> Did you I'm look up the spiritual that... meaning for it? I looked up for cardinal, um, especially. Cardinals have a really like deep spiritual reference. Um, they are um, known as the, the birds of God, of the Almighty. So, Interesting. yeah. So usually it's just indicative of being close to you know to god and higher spirit and, and spirit. so on. yeah 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 that's interesting but, and it yeah i have a i have a good friend of mine um that she's like really into cardinals and she was like oh my gosh you know that means that because i said i see cardinals every day there's like a family of cardinals outside my window yeah. so she's like oh wow you know that that means um they're they're very spiritual birds um, I collect cardinal things and they, you know, usually stuff for her because she's Christian, you know, she's Roman Catholic. So she, a lot of her stuff is with scripture and things like that. But she yeah. said they're very spiritual in nature. Um, Interesting. Uh, I see robins and robins represent fertility. Um, yeah. Because they lay a lot of eggs, robins. Yeah, I really think of robin when I think of robins, I really think of like my mom. 
wake up, mm. see a robin and be like, oh, hi, mom. <laughs> that and like white butterflies. That's like my thing for her. Yeah. I saw a beautiful butterfly the other day. Just fly right by a big one, brown yeah. and blue. Yeah. beautiful colors and I was like oh look at the butterfly I get excited like you yeah. know since I'm still you know I've been out here a couple of years now but I still get excited around this time because you see all the pretty birds and the butterflies and everything and <laughs> yeah I see a lot of um here's always like the sparrows yes in front of my house there's sparrows as I walk to the train there's sparrows um oddly enough I've noticed too that on the days where I'm feeling um like I'm vibrating a little bit lower where I'm kind of in my feels. Mm -hmm. I don't really hear them or see them. But on the days where I'm feeling good and I'm like, yeah, let's do this. I literally am being sung to from the moment like I wake up outside my window. I'll walk to the train. I'll be in the train station. They're still singing. And it's like I get sang to my whole morning by birds. And it's so freaking cute. But then I, or I guess maybe on the days where I'm in my fields, I'm not paying attention. So maybe that's why I don't hear them. Mm -hmm. um, but I find that so interesting. I just take it to mean as, okay, we have some spirit guides that are birds and they want themselves to be known right now. Absolutely. And I'm here Even for the crows. It. I used to, I love crows. <laughs> I used to like, not like them because for me, it was always indicative of someone passing like mm -hmm. every time I would hear a crow or see a crow someone was passing mm -hmm. so I would it would sort of be a kind of a, a sense of dread when I would see them yes, like an omen yeah but now I see them and I I find them like hey guys you know because they're super noisy that yeah, and you know out here so beautiful out here they're like pigeons you know they're they're in surplus <laughs> imagine that yeah you know what they you know what's interesting a whole bunch of them, they're called what a, a murder of crows, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, you see them like a whole bunch of them, like a, a whole murder of crows just like chilling on a tree. And it, they're That's loud as heck, you know that. So they'd be like, rah, yeah. rah, and they'd just be going off. And oh, I'm like, man, I would love that. I would try to make friends. I would feed them so they could bring me gifts. You don't understand. I'm convinced I'm going to have a crow friend eventually. And it's <laughs> they're gonna super me, like, smart. Yeah. Actually. And they're going to like be my friends and my family and like bring me little gifts. And I'm just going to feed them all the time. In yeah, my I mind, heard... I'm making friend with, friends with all of nature <laughs> and like having little animals that visit me. Let me tell you. <laughs> I heard you could train them. Like you could train a parrot and a cockatiel. Like you, they could yeah. talk. You could train a, a crow to talk. They're very, very highly yeah. intelligent. I mean, you can train. I know there was, um, I had read something with a crow where I made friends with a person and this per like it would bring money to this person because when this would bring money this person would get excited and give the crow like more food so then it became like a, a pickpocket and was like pickpocketing people's money <laughs> to bring it back to this person like hey here's some more money love me you know they're super like, smart oh, so cute they and are. funny <laughs> <laughs> they really are very smart creatures and yeah. what i what I find beautiful is I didn't know that there was a distinction between the crow and the raven. Oh, my God. I spoke about this the other day. There is. They're bigger. The ravens are yeah. huge. Yeah. So one day I'm like at the parking lot with my friend. We're coming out of us. We were coming out of the mall. I think we were just talking amongst ourselves and this big ass like crow just started walking by. And I said, man, that's a big crow. And she goes, oh, no, that's a raven. And I said, is there really a difference? I always thought they were the same. She's like, no, they're the same breed, but they're a larger uh, variation yeah. of the crow. They're, they're a lot bigger. And, 
they're a lot bigger. I was a like, look bigger. at this. I was like, that bad boy is fed. Whoever's feeding him. Okay. <laughs> Shit was, himself. That's why he's big. He can hold his yeah. weight. <laughs> yeah. And he, he was, and he was just walking and then he just started to squawk. He was like, Wah! and I was like, yeah. wow. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna leave you be, sir. And I yeah. gave you the, I gave him the respect and everything. And I was like, wow, he was really big, but, and to see them up close, they're, they're, their feathers are very they're very shiny beautiful like um i like ravens and crows so much because i feel like when i think of them i think of us and it's like you know how we grow up and we have this conditioning and all these perceptions and we're told what things are mm-hmm. and when we think of ourselves the way that we start to think of ourselves growing up is like the perceptions and the conditioning and all of this stuff and we don't truly see ourselves for who we are mm-hmm. And then I feel like with ravens and crows, it's similar because like you said, you know, you think of these birds and you think of like death and omens and all like, come on, man, like a a whole bunch of crows is a murder. Like, Mm -hmm. right. I mean, that's what they label it. They label it a murder of crows. Mm -hmm. Um, So to me, it's like when I think of them, I think of judgment and like people having misconstrued ideas and all of these things. But then it's like when you stop and you really think about them and you really think about like what they mean and 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 just what they represent they're actually so beautiful mm-hmm. and like gorgeous and powerful and like they literally like commands your attention and it, it's true yeah so to me it's like when you start to shift and you start to see things through your actual eye through your first eye Mm-hmm. you can see such a difference and you don't see these creatures as something that's negative anymore and it's it's like as you grow and you begin to see yourself with your first eye you don't really see these misconceptions and you see yourself for how you actually are so to me it's like it's always similar so when I think of ravens I think of like spiritual journey perception mm-hmm. awareness broadening your mind right um, and they're like super majestic like yeah. just seeing them now I I look at them because like I said uh I mean, for me, every time I did hear and see them, someone did actually pass. Like yeah. I would either find out that day or I've several days later. Yeah. Um, but, you know, now I look at them. They're such majestic creatures. They're so highly intelligent and they're so protective of one another. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I actually this I swear I had National Geographic literally two days out, outside my window. I shit you not. <laughs> Okay, I saw a beautiful barn owl just fly by, but was attacking. Okay, and you could he swooped in, and you know they're silent when they fly. You don't hear them; they're like the silent predator. So he just swooped in, and I was look just for a split second. I looked out, and I and I saw him fly by his big wings. I was like, oh my god! And I was so mad I couldn't get a picture or nothing because it was just so quick. Yeah. And um yeah, he grabbed like a a squirrel. Unfortunately, it was like a small squirrel. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, circle circle of life. It's Yeah, it's, it's it nature, is, you know, they yeah. got to eat. Circle of life exactly. And they also they also hunt crows too. Yeah. So well, whenever I now is going to take what he want to take. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That matters. <laughs> like... So the crows actually they communicate when there's danger about like yeah. a hawk, like a bird of prey. If there's any type of bird of prey, like a hawk or or um, because we have the red hawks out here. They're they're beautiful too. Yeah. Um, but they let their people know 
right? Yeah, they notify them. Listen, there's a there's a hawk, and everybody they just gather around to protect themselves, and then yeah. they go to the other side of of um to another tree or maybe across the yeah. complex and everything. So I was actually watching why they do that. Like sometimes I used to get annoyed. I'm like, okay, shut up, guys. You guys are so noisy. <laughs> but now I understand. It's they warn each other of danger. Yeah. They're very they're very protective. So. You know, it's just interesting to watch nature and just see how they interact. And, you know, it, it really changes your perspective on yeah. things. It really does. I mean, it's also, I don't know. I I, I just love nature. And Me like, too. I'm like, <laughs> I just want to sit outside and watch nature. So. All day. All <laughs> freaking day. I'm telling you, I'm, yeah. I'm like entertained all day just looking out my window. Yeah, just, I, yeah. I love it. I wake up I, and I hear them on my window and I'm like, oh, okay. I'm going to have a good day. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've also been seeing seagulls, um, oh, which is interesting because it's like, um, I am close to water, but I'm not really close to water. And it's mm -hmm. like, no matter where I go. So like, I can be walking out of my house to the train station and I'll see like a seagull flow flying in the sky above me. Or like I sit by the seaport and I'll see seagulls or like it's like no matter where I go. Mm -hmm. um, and it's super interesting. Um, so I had looked up the meaning to it or like one of the meanings because, you know, there's always some kind of meanings. And it's like um, something's holding you down. And then the, se the seagull essentially is like readiness to take flight and soar. But you're not allowing yourself to soar and be free and do what you got to do because something's holding you down. And thinking about it, I'm like, holy shit, that's super on point. Because lately in my personal life, which I won't get into, um, I've been feeling pretty down. And it's literally just one situation that's been holding me kind of down and making me feel a little like stagnant. And I'm like, you know what? That makes perfect sense as to why I've been seeing them, especially up until the day where I had to do what I had to do. Because I'm like, oh, you know what? That's so true. Um, and then it's like, I went through my two days where, um, I was feeling kind of funky. Like I was telling you earlier, mm -hmm. um, because I have noticed, especially like for all of you guys out there, when you continue to shift and you continue to gain awareness and your mind essentially continues to broaden and your vision kind of like spreads out even more with awareness sometimes it, it's kind of like shock mm -hmm. so you go through this point where it's like you've just been awake made aware of so many things and it can be like ancestral trauma or um, my teacher one of my spiritual teachers calls it like ancestral mourning where it's like this thing this pattern that's been passed down through so many generations and then now it's being made aware to you so that you can heal it but then with this awareness also comes the awareness of the role that you played and the things that you did and the ways where you were contributing to that pattern and that spiral and all of the not so great things that were happening. And it's hard to be in that moment sometimes where it's like all of a sudden you gain this awareness, you have so much clarity, but then you're looking at yourself like, damn, you know what? I wasn't making the best decisions. I was making a lot of decisions out of anger or like judgment or all of these things. And like, I'm here saying I want to let go of the past and I want to let it go for myself, but I'm not necessarily allowing the same grace for everyone else. 
Right. And that's, it, it can be a hard pill to swallow when you're just like, oh shit, you know what? I'm here speaking so much about it, but am I really being about it? And to be made aware of the points where you're not really being about it can feel really funky. Yeah. Really, and and really I think, funky. I think it's those moments where you have to remind yourself that this is a day-to-day process, you know, like yeah. you're not, you're not going to have it all figured out. You're not going to like know exactly what to say or do all the time in this process. Yeah. And, and I find specifically with things that are ancestral in nature or even uh, connected to past life energy, uh, it's so deeply subconscious that mm-hmm. your reactions to things are just instinctive. You're not even aware that you're behaving this way or, or reacting a certain way because it's it's so far back beyond yeah. your present comprehension. And now it's just coming out to the surface and you're yeah. like what what the hell is going on you know yeah um I I had similar experiences like that and I just remember uh like why is this happening you know what I mean and then I would just have to kind of sit with myself and then just find a moment of stillness and you know even sometimes just maybe meditate would work for me yeah. and um I think it was at those points where um, I would just find like a ease, something. And I feel like that something was my really, guides too. Yeah. You know, like the guides are just coming in, like easing you through this because it's such a heavy, it feels so burdens- burdensome, right? It's yeah, such it's a heavy, heavy burden. It's yeah. Heavy. And I think, you know, a lot of times we, we don't realize that, especially us as channels, you know, when you, our channel, which every single one of us has the ability to be, we do also channel the energy of these ancestors that are holding on to these things mm-hmm. and that are like one of like the beginning sources of this pattern. So we're reacting these in these situations, not realizing that we're channeling these ancestors. So we're reacting in ways that may not feel too good or, you know, I know for a lot of us too, sometimes we get upset or we get angry and we're quick to respond. Mm-hmm. And quick to like, you know, be like, no, like ready, like mama bear ready to, to attack. Right. And then it's like, but when you sit for a minute and you reflect on it and you give it a name, because I feel like it's very important to give whatever you're feeling a name as to where it's coming from. You can actually just sit and think about it and reflect and be like, okay, you know what? What I'm feeling is so this and this, like, let's say just for the sake of giving it a name right now, what I'm feeling right now is like, fear fear of like repeating patterns and 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 I don't want what happened to my mother to happen to me mm-hmm. and it's like okay well now I have a name for it so now let's sit with this let's let's talk to my ancestors about it let's let's give it to my ancestors and ask for them to help me figure out how to work this out so that I can be made more aware of the ways that I can change this and that's something that I always ask for awareness like mm-hmm. if there's any instances in my life where I'm not being I'm not acting from my heart space. I want to, I want to know, I want to, I want to be made aware of it. And they continuously do, you know, and I say it's heavy, but then it's also like, okay, you know what, but I'm also grateful. And I have so much gratitude for it because now that I know I can change this and I can release it. And not only can I release it, I can let it go. And now this is like a broken pattern within my family, within my lineage, within the history where that specific ancestors energy can be healed and they can be elevated and uplifted 
but then now this is something that my kids won't have to face and a pattern that I'm not passing on to them. So it's like, we, like we always say, the work is going to be work. It's not easy. It's hard, but like, I'm, I'm not giving up. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to keep healing. I'm going to keep trying because at the end of the day, the work that we're doing is so beneficial and so much bigger than us because it's literally going to affect eons and eons of generations within our lineage, within our families. And, you know, why, like, why not leave it in a better situation or in a better place for the future generations? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, this is, I don't know why, but I just, this conversation just reminded me of something uh, that I had read a, a while in the, uh, a while back in the Biva Gita, which is the kind of like the Hindu spiritual text and their beliefs is basically that our life cycle, right, is a process of ending karma and beginning karma. It's that mm -hmm. cycle. Mm -hmm. And karma goes back generations. Yeah. You know what I mean? So in that process, when you're like, there's moments where you're in flux in the process of ending karma and starting new and people think karma is bad in nature yeah, there can be good karma right right like, yeah you, you do good you get, you get good it's not always bad karma karma is like the raven it, it's a word mm -hmm. that has such a negative association but then when you stop and you think and you gain awareness you see the the truth to it your perception of it and it's mm -hmm. so different than the perception that you were given because i say growing up we're given yeah. perceptions perspectives all of these things but as we grow and we go on these journeys we gain our own perspectives our own perceptions and our own like understanding of what things are and to me I, I say it's like we're, we, we see it with our first eye you see it mm -hmm. for what it really is to you yeah yeah and I think you know like we always have to put labels on things and I think because that's how we uh with you know with our mind's eye and that's how we connect with things with labels and titles and you know totems you know mm -hmm. like we were talking about Adam animals birds today and you know the the con you know the concept of totems like animal totems and things like that and that just applies with everything there's always a symbol there's always some sort of symbology attached to everything that we connect to on a deep level and I just feel like you know lately the more you sit down and you pay attention the more you see how symbolic and deeply connected everything is with each mm -hmm. other you know, like, you know how they always say, you know, we're all connected. It's yeah. like sitting, like I said, sitting down and looking outside my window and seeing this, the cycle of life and nature and, you know, birds hunting and feeding each other is like, this is, we are connected. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, to me, it's like a, just a, a huge maze, a huge labyrinth, and mm -hmm. we're all in it. And we all just have different perceptions of it, but it's literally all connected. We're all in the same labyrinth. It's just huge. Mm -hmm. But, you know, labyrinths, every turn you make can be something different. So for us, it's always something different. Yeah, it's so true. It is. And, you know, just it just brings me back to that. And, the, and it's like cert when certain things resonate and then they come up again, mm -hmm. you know, that that's been happening to me so much lately and I'm like okay 
So, and it's not to the point that I'm even surprised anymore. I'm like, okay, so that this came about again for a reason. And now I may have read it, you know, like sometimes you read something and it doesn't really resonate. You just kind of take it in and you kind of put it in escrow, Mm -hmm. you know, in your mental escrow. And then like a couple of weeks uh, or a couple of months, even a couple of years later, something comes about and it starts to make sense. That makes sense. Now I get that. And, And in this conversation, like I said, um, that concept of of being in in that transition of ending karma and starting new, uh, it it can feel uh, somewhat a, a process of mourning with that because the the yeah. karma is ending and then there's a new and then there's that kind of anticipation of what is starting you know what cycle am I starting now like where Mm -hmm. where is this going to lead the next generation so you know you can see how that can build a sort of anxiety you know like yeah I could totally see that and it in that process is why they tell you to you know like they practice the yoga you know they do their meditation and you know they have their their methods in which they center themselves breathing is heavy Um, yeah in all of this and all of my journey like that and all of the things that I've been through recently I realized I wasn't breathing not really shallow breaths you know because we breathe without thinking but are you really breathing are you really consciously sitting and 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 like diaphragm breathing breathing all the way into your diaphragm to let your body know that you're safe and for the majority of us no we are not no this no. is why we have anxiety, you know, and someone told me the other day, like, I was like, yeah, you know, I always have anxiety. And they're like, no, you don't always have anxiety. You're a being who sometimes experiences anxiety, but you yourself, your energy is not anxiety. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. And then he was like, breathe and see if you're full of anxiety. And the other day I was on the train and I had to do something and I was feeling kind of nervous and I'm one of those people that when I get very anxious, I start to feel sick to my stomach and it's like really bad. And me, one of my best friends were always like, yeah, you know, we got like the stomach nerves and then I'm on the train and I'm like, no, but I'm actually not sick. Mm-hmm. And like, I know that I'm fine. So I was like, you know what? Let me breathe. Let me, let me, let me breathe. Like, I don't even care who's looking at me. Let me consciously breathe for a couple minutes. And I did. And then I was not sick anymore. And it was to the point where I was just like, oh my God, I'm going to use the bathroom on myself on the train for the first time in my life. Mm. And I was like, what am I going to do? Because I felt horrible. And then I was like, no, I can control this. This is not, this is not what's going to happen today. Like, absolutely fucking not. I'm not allowing this to happen. Like I'm in, I am in control of my own body and I am in control of this. And I just stopped and started breathing. And then like, after I put on a, a song from someone that I know. Her name is Wanchi Little Owl, and she sings a lot of the Icaros. So it's like the songs that you listen to um, when you go on journeys with ayahuasca, and I mm-hmm. find them to be very grounding. Mm-hmm. So I did my breathing, and I listened to her song, and I felt perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. The anxiety was released. It was fine. It had a name. I was just like, you know, I realized that what I feel is anxiety, but I am not the anxiety. Like, it is not me. It is not my energy. It is not my being. And I can release it. And I did. And I was just like, holy shit. Like, okay, this is great. Like, breathing is so powerful. It is. Absolutely. And it's extremely cathartic. Uh, When you take deep breaths in order to release, you feel it. It's not not just a, 
idea of release. It's a physical release. You feel uh, as you let out that deep breath, whatever it is that was, uh, you know, weighing you down, you feel that coming out physically out of your body. Um, I know when I like to scream. (laughs) Yeah. Or, or even humming. Yeah. I find, I find myself when I breathe deeply and during like meditation and I hum Mm -hmm. also that's I don't know that kind of enhances the yeah Yeah. you're shaking up the the stagnant energy you're shaking up the dark matter in your body and you're like hey wake up don't be stagnant anymore like feel this air that I'm putting in my body and shift around move around swirl around don't stay in one spot yeah it's like you, you can feel you can feel it it's also a, a attaching a frequency, you mm-hmm. know, because with that, when you're using sound, because that's what humming is, and that's what mm-hmm. uh, screaming, all of that, that's that's sound, that's sound healing. Um, those all have a specific frequency. Yeah. Um, I actually wanted to get the um, the tuning forks. Um, oh my to- god, that's so funny! That came up for me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually wanted to get that. Um, because you could actually set it to your throat and it'll mm-hmm. it'll have a detector to tell you mm-hmm. what frequency interesting you are in when you're humming when you're screaming or doing any yeah. type of sound release yeah. it'll tell you at what frequency you're releasing it which you know i i, I love the scientific aspect of spirituality yeah. too i i yeah. dig that part so i'm like this is really neat that you could actually find out what frequency in which you're releasing through sound mm-hmm. in your body that's pretty neat and I was like that's something I want to look into so yeah. yeah and I yeah sound healing has been something that has uh been calling to me popping lately. up right we're always so yeah. into it I swear it's so funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah because I, I told you the other day I was like you know I've been really missing working and doing my music again and I feel that because that's what it was for me it was a healing yeah. process too um so uh I actually I have I I know a couple um they're actually a twin flame couple they're twin flame coaches uh but their specific uh avenue is a sound healing frequency through notes musical mm-hmm. notes interesting yeah um i i just remembered about them now i haven't spoken to them in a minute but i always would watch i yeah and i would watch (laughs) their i would watch their lives and the husband was a a studio musician for many years so you know he could read sheet music and knows you know Mm -hmm. the ins and outs of like music theory but he explained that through different musical notes um there's healing frequencies like a d sharp is like 517 hertz like the heart energy or the c the middle c in a piano is actually um the a a six uh 632 i think and that's Mm -hmm. also elevated um heart and um i think third eye or something it's a high frequency put it that way but it's in the middle Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so he was just touching on all of this and I found it super fascinating because I, I took up music theory like years ago in, in, in middle school, but I was like how he's correlating the healing frequencies with the notes I found yeah. super cool. Well, I mean, so, if you look at like the, um, 
the flutes and like the didaroo and all of those things that people use for healing sessions all of those two, all of those things are tuned to specific frequencies like when mm-hmm. you look to buy native american flutes which i've been looking for some reason i just really want to play a flute um they're tuned to specific frequencies mm-hmm. so it's like when you're in ceremonies and you're in sessions and you're in meditation of everything that is in with within that session no matter what it is has been thought through with intention and everything was created specifically to kind of put you in the state of healing so it's like it, it makes sense because look at even people with music you know there's some music that you can listen to and it just makes you feel better and you feel good and you feel like you're vibrating higher and then there's some music that you listen to and it makes you feel sad no matter how you're feeling before you listen to it it just kind of brings you down so it's like it's 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 pop music is powerful in so many ways like it can literally make you or break you yeah it's so true you know like a a lot of people especially you know those that are you know not consciously aware below the veil of consciousness they don't realize that the the frequencies that are involved in it and a lot of people have listened to music and become suicidal yeah and even as a result of listening to certain songs have actually committed suicide and people like oh people can't commit suicide from listening to music i'm like believe it believe it energy isn't everything yes we are energetic beings yeah and you know that's why you know if you really know the concepts of sound frequency and uh this is what um uh what's his name um he talked about this and the healing process um tesla nikolai nikolai tesla tesla had made most of his work on sound the concepts of sound and the power of sound itself certain Mm -hmm. frequencies can heal your whole body on a cellular level so if you can't fathom that then you won't fathom the idea that it can do the opposite it can do damage Mm -hmm. equally at Mm -hmm. a certain frequency and this is you know the cycle of nature you know the light and the dark aspect so yeah. even through sound, specific sounds can actually harm than do good. And, you know, this is a controversial, controversial subject very, for a lot of people very. to fathom, you know, wrap their minds around that, you know, sound can have an influence in that way yeah. for our bodies, you know. Yeah, but I mean, a, if you look at the frequencies of the music that we listen to now, it's all still on frequencies and mm-hmm. Um, was it Jimi Hendrix that played music on a different frequency that Often. was more conducive to love? Mm-hmm. And who doesn't love Jimi Hendrix and his music? Yeah, you know it's it's real life. Um, I feel like that would be just like a whole other episode of like going into all of that stuff because there mm-hmm. is so many different things that you can learn and that you can see. And um, there's even like. Um, For astral travel, I had looked into a lot of the stuff for like astral travel with the CIA records, and that goes back to frequency as well. Mm -hmm. There was a combination of frequencies that they were using to put people in levels of trance in order to communicate with spirit guides and actually access Akashic records. Yeah. So, you know, for anybody out there who needs the science of it, there's lots and lots of science of it. If you just dig a little deeper and there's access to a lot of things. And like one thing that one of my best friends always says is just like, you know, 
if the CIA has records on it, then you know damn well it's real. Oh yeah. And and this goes with uh the practice of psyops. Okay, through like the CIA and the FBI. Um the process of psyop is when they use certain frequencies to literally drive people crazy mm-hmm. and control them to do their bidding. Like um I was actually watching um the uh the show on um the series on the waco texas uh branch davidians okay mm-hmm. and Please um tell me more <laughs> yeah <laughs> so they the the series was based on the book of one of the surviving branch davidians mm-hmm. okay and he explained and they actually had the episode where the fbi performed psyops in order to try to drive them out of Mount the Mark Carmel facility they were in. Cause that was the whole point. They wanted them out, the women and children out of there. Okay. So they were trying their damnness to, you know, negotiate and get them out. And, you know, the negotiations weren't really going too well. So they had decided to do psyops and the negotiator was like super pissed about it. He was like, why are we doing this? This is innocent women and children. Psyops is to drive people crazy. Why do you want to do that? Especially, you know, with their cult leader already not being mentally stable, you're going to do psyops and make it worse. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was just, it was very counterintuitive. And he was just like, I'm totally against this, but it was over his head because yeah. the higher ups had decided and what they would do is in the middle of the night, they would have um, these loud frequencies of crashing sounds and animal screeching and all, because there are certain frequencies that do that to you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, I've been talking about, you know, now that we're, okay, now we're going to get all conspiracy up yeah, in this bitch now. Hole, <laughs> now we're, we're just opening that can of worms. I had talked about PSYOPs being a real thing for the longest time. Um, there was actually a book I read a few years ago. Um, he was a CIA um, operative that kind of went into hiding and he spoke about the process of PSYOPs and, and uh, what they exactly do to people with it. Um, and yeah, so I was talking about it and the fact that they did that to these innocent people in Waco, Texas, to women and children, um, you know, it was just crazy to me that they had that they had went to that extreme and the babies are just like the babies are covering their ears they're crying you know and there was there was infants and toddlers in that place it was just heartbreaking it was freaking heartbreaking I was like you know um I really it it was really a tragedy the whole the whole scenario with the Branch Davidians was just so tragic you and know. to me, it's like um, I had my friend had told me about a story, too, where there was like this guy that had run to a restaurant and he didn't like the way that they treated him. It was here in New York somewhere. So every day for like some crazy amount of days, he would go in front of the restaurant and play a recording of similar sounds, mm-hmm. you know, and of all of these negative things and bringing all of this like low frequency energy, shifting the energy to this specific place and then like within the history of like this restaurant now which i'm gonna have to find out more so that i can give you guys more info um anybody who has of course the restaurant ended up closing down didn't make business but any 
establishment that takes up that space ends up closing and does not do well. And it's written in this book that it's considered like a form of magic because you're continuously placing the same energy in that space and intention so consistently that it just kind of becomes the energy. And it makes me think of like affirmations. We do the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. We take these affirmations, we speak them every day, we speak our truth into it, we put our energy into it until it starts to shift and it starts to manifest, you know, so just as we can do the positive aspects, there can also be that negative aspect and like that darker aspect of it where you can come and do shitty fucking things. Mm-hmm. And you can, you know, the, even the process of subliminal messaging. Mm hmm. Why is it that you can't hear subliminal messages? Because they're at a different frequency. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, if if you really know the ins and outs of this, you could do, you know, really sinister like shit to people. And that's why we get into subliminal messaging. You get into psyops. And this is proof that you can use the, the, the process of sound frequency for harm. You know, and it's just, you know, it's crazy to think about, but it's, it's carried out. It's done, you know, and it's crazy too, because I feel like people will believe that it can be used for harm so much more easier Mm -hmm. than they will believe that it can be used to heal you. Yeah. And it's It's so true. There's two sides, like you said before, the two sides of karma, there's good karma and there's what we would call bad karma, you know, but in all reality, bad karma isn't karma isn't bad it's lessons that need to be learned and things that need to be shifted and released. And, but you know, that happens along your process, but it can go either way. And we all have the power to decide what karma we're going to give ourselves, mm-hmm. where we're going to go with it. We make our own decisions. Like I tell you, my eight year old all the time, boom, your decisions get to the side, what your day is going to be like. And you can either decide to do what I'm asking you continue with your day and do what you want to do or you can decide not to do what I asked you in which case you know the consequences that you're not going to play with your switch today Mm -hmm. but it's up to you you can decide what you want to do and he usually you know lately he'll go more into his anger well I don't care I don't want to play my switch blah 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 and I'm like okay boo then fine you're not going to listen then you're not getting the switch today and always after because you know I try to get him to think for himself It'll be like an hour later, whatever time later, and he'll come back and be like, hey, mom, I'm sorry. And I understand why I need to listen. And I understand why I'm not playing my switch, you know, and he'll think it through. And I'm I'm very, very, very grateful that he actually does take a second to reflect now and will come to me after and be like, hey, I messed up. But, you know, it's it's the same with adults. We all all making conscious decisions every day, all day. Mm-hmm. And it's about, it's all about perception. And if you're making decisions when your perception is kind of whacked because you're feeling kind of off or you're in your feels, those decisions that you're making are going to keep you in that same energy and in that same place, because that's the energy that you're putting out. Mm-hmm. But if you wait and reflect and think and dig deeper and make decisions from a place, like I, I like to make decisions from my heart space, whether or not mm-hmm. it feels good in my heart then you're going to get more of that energy because that's the energy that you're putting into it because we are energetic beings. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And another thing to consider, um, especially, you know, when I was in New York too, because it's so crowded and, you know, we're in apartment buildings with other energies 
usually because we're highly sensitive, we're picking up other ex, ex you know external energies. Yeah. And it's like a clusterfuck of energy. Yeah. You know. Oh, so I just remembered the book I was telling you uh, talking about uh, with the CIA operative. It was called The Spy's Journey. That's mm. yeah. And he talks about psyops and sound and the frequencies. And another really good book too is uh, The Lucifer Principle. Mm. Um, and this is a guy who was uh, a neuroscientist um, and talked about how they would develop things to for the greater good, but they ended up doing bad shit with it. Yeah. Um, and there's other Isn't concepts. It always like that, though. Yeah. <laughs> there's other concepts in the book as well. I mean, it's a it's a really good book, but it's not where you see the Lucifer principle. You think it's about the devil. It's really not. It's just about the the ideology of, uh, you know, developing things for good but you know and for it to do bad things you know and you know and the negative and the positive of of things and things sort of being demonized when it's just there's good and bad and everything so anyway it's a good book (laughs) shift of perspective (laughs) yeah exactly those are two really good books you know as always when we talk about books we usually put the links um and if i forget guys call me out on it it (laughs) (laughs) yeah so Billy, so since we have a new month, you know, we haven't pulled cards in a minute. Yeah, so. yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to mute myself very quickly so I can pray. So you can go first if you want. Okay, well, I got to take mine out because I didn't even take them out. I mean, they're right here, but they're still in the box. So, um, yeah, I feel like because of everything we were talking about, it's funny that I had the deck right in front of me and it was like, I I guess I knew subconsciously that these, this was the deck to use. I'm using my Heal Yourself Oracles, which is, like I said, this is one of my newer decks. So I've been using it a lot lately. So I really dig it. Let's Um, do this. So I'm going to pull four, you know, for every week of the month. So for this week, next week. Right? Good question. What we got? Uh, Do we have a full four weeks? We have four. We have four. Four and two extra days, but we'll just go with four. Yeah, I'm going to do four. So all righty. So let's see what we have. To... Ah, okay. First card was heavy already, just like our conversation today. <laughs> All righty. Okay. All right. Okay, so Ooh. I don't know why, but I'm being called to use bottom of the deck too. So, all right, All here right. we go. I'll flip mine too. I'm liking my, um, oh, I see what you say now with my bottom. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why, but I was like, I'm going to go with the bottom of the deck because this is just like. I usually whole... always do. Mm-hmm. All right. So for the first week, I have the letting go card. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that, that goes without saying. And I, I feel this specific week is a, already, it just started. And for me, it's feeling like a huge purge. And, you know, and when in that process of letting go of things, like you mentioned earlier today, Millie, it's that process of mourning, mm-hmm. you know, um, because, you know, endings are final. Yeah. You know, but at the on the same token, you're growing, you're no longer the person you were. So that's, that's the plus side of it, yeah. that you're growing and you're uh, evolving, you know, um, 
So I think it's just us connecting with that sort of double-edged sort of paradoxal energy of being appreciative of letting, being able to let things go, but also going through that process of mourning and uh, yeah. yeah. Allowing yourself to go to feel the feels. Exactly. Yeah. That goes exactly with my card. Um, I pulled temperance. Mm-hmm. It's funny too, that you used Oracle and I decided to use tarot. Um, <laughs> So it's it's pretty much right now, it's like the, the calm after the storm. You just went through so much because um, we did pulls for last month and it was heavy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, um, but it just trust in the process. All of this is part of the process. Everything that you're feeling is part of the process. And after every battle, you're bound to feel tired. You're bound to feel a little down because you just went through literal like a storm like head first no fear you know and that takes a lot of energy out of you oh yeah just know you know right now where you are who you are you fought so hard to be this person yeah. you fought so hard to become who you are and and to be who you are and to just be comfortable in your own skin and it's okay to have down days and it's okay to be even upset sometimes that you had to go through all of that shit, you know, mm-hmm. just trust in the process and remember that, you know, while yes, you just, you went through a lot just now, a lot of things just happened. It was freaking heavy, but this is all part of your elevation. Now you've gotten to the point where you're ready to let that go. You're ready to gain awareness. You're ready to shift your perspective. You're ready to keep on moving on and you got this. Yeah, exactly. I think a good, a good affirmation or a good mantra when I'm, when I'm in this space is um, no matter what happens, I'm going to be all right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that sort of, for me, sets me at ease. And I think that could, that, yeah. that could be something to use, no, you know, yeah, it is. I like yeah. to, um, when I find myself stuck in my funks, I'm like, okay, what am I funky about? Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Now this has a name. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is my present moment? Mm-hmm. Is that something that I need to worry about in my present moment? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's talk about my present moment. Where am I? What am I experiencing? What's around me? And I find that bringing myself to the present and bringing myself to a point where I'm just like, okay, in this moment, mm-hmm. do I need to be fearful of this? Do I need to worry about this? No. Oh, okay. You know what? My affirmation is going to be right now in this moment, I'm home with my kids. I'm happy. I'm free. We're good. And I just keep repeating that to myself until when I go to think about something, I'm like, oh no, I'm home with my kids. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's interesting how that can just shift, you, you know, yeah. could just cause that energetic shift at yeah. the perspective, you, shift the perspective. You are yep. in control of your perspective. You have the power to shift any situation that you are in because you are just that powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So for the second week, I got the healing card. Okay. So I, in, you know, the first week is this week is about letting the go that purging process and going through the motions of that. And then now for the following week, it's going to be about healing and allowing, I don't know why, but I'm getting the key word is allowing yourself to heal. 
Cause mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, once we let go, we're like, okay, we're good. And now we could just go forward and, mm-hmm. you know, get back to our mundane day-to-day tasks, mm-hmm. but there's still more healing that needs to happen. And we kind of put it on the back burner cause, oh, well I released it. So I don't need any, you know, but we don't realize that there's still residual energy lingering that needs mm-hmm. to be healed and acknowledged. You need to shift that energy. Right. So I feel like that's what, based on the card, that's what what's coming to me with yeah. that. So my with- card is the, oh, sorry. Were you finished? Oh, yeah. Honey? yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> my card was the four of staffs. So okay. four of staffs for me, I think ceremony. Mm-hmm. You just went through all of this stuff. You just literally faced everything head on why are you not celebrating yourself mm-hmm. create a ceremony for yourself do something for yourself i like i'm i'm a fan of baths mm-hmm. so one thing that one of my spiritual teachers taught me was like okay you know what you released it now take a bath and put intention into this bath and while you're taking this bath tell yourself i'm washing all this new energy into me i'm washing all of my ancestors blessings into me i just rid myself of all of this stagnant energy within my body and now i'm replacing it with all this beautiful happy unconditional love ancestral wealth all of these beautiful things and i'm washing it into myself and i'm celebrating myself because you know what i have this power within me and i have this ability to shift my perspective and you know what? I'm celebrating myself. I'm washing all of these blessings into me. I'm washing all of this happiness into me. And you know what? And I'm celebrating it too. You 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 want to go like put on a song you like and, and dance like no one is watching and who cares if anyone is. Mm-hmm. Feel that happiness and with within you. Take that energy and, and shift it out of your body. Make it a ceremony, you know? where you're putting intention into your movements and you're moving and allowing your body to just feel and grow and shift and move and just feel everything that you're feeling, but you're putting so much intention behind it that how could you not feel amazing and happy and great after? Because you literally just did this five-minute dance calling all of these beautiful things into yourself. Because again, you have the power of your intention you have the power to shift your perspective and in shifting your perspective you get to shift your energy yeah all day every day yeah so it's just again you can see it's already telling a story now right Mm -hmm. (laughs) so the third week my third card okay now we get into some shadow aspects here we got victim consciousness okay so I I feel very strongly, you know, for the first two weeks, like you said, Millie, it's such a heavy experience that we're going to be going through that uh, such a heavy transition, you know, the process of letting go and purging and, you know, releasing the things that no longer serve us, then, you know, dealing with the residuals of that and healing that and, you know, finding, you know, ways in which to heal that and raise our vibration. Um, but I feel like there may be some struggles for the third week where, mm-hmm. you know, I I still feel like poop. Like, why do I still feel like poop? And I'm I'm going through all, of, you know, I'm doing all the things that I feel I need to do to raise my vibration. Why do I still feel like poop? And in mm-hmm. that process, uh, it tends to make you fall into that victim consciousness. Like, why is this happening to me? You feel very victimized. 
And I, what I'm picking up from this is um, you're going into this process, you know, and feeling that victim consciousness um, because there's something that you're missing or mm-hmm. ignoring and that you need to further introspect. Um, there may be certain aspects of yourself you realize in the third week of this month that you were just scratching the surface on mm-hmm. and I'm getting because it was specifically very painful things mm-hmm. and you notice that like when something's very painful for us we kind of okay I don't want to dig into that I'm going to move on to the next thing I'll come mm-hmm. back to that you know that sort of thing mm-hmm. um, I'm picking up that that might be the scenario for a lot of us where we're just like I didn't really want to touch on that I, I, I didn't feel ready it's too heavy it's too painful Mm-hmm. But uh, this, you know, victim consciousness is it, it's a key, it's a sign that yeah. it's time. It's time for you to dig in the crates. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's what I'm picking up. So my card is the nine of pentacles. Mm-hmm. So like Charles was saying, you know, this is really a time for you to reflect on your self-worth. Mm-hmm. Growing up, a lot of times we are told you know, oh, you don't pay attention, or you're stupid, you're this, you're that. What I really want everyone to think about is, is are you really those things? Do you truly feel that way about yourself? Mm-hmm. Or are these projections of the people around you and the things that they're going on, they're going through, projected onto you? Nothing that you have been through, whether it be with your parents, with your significant other, with your siblings, or whoever it may be, has been a reflection of you the person that you are or who you are Mm -hmm. the things that you go through with other people are always reflections of them and what they're going through inside and because of the energy that they are inside they can only project that energy outward because that is the energy that they are so for this week i really encourage all of you to really really think about the things that are causing you you know upset sadness grief and think of these situations, but try your best to think of these situations from the outside looking in mm-hmm. so that you can sit and reflect and see that it had nothing, honestly, in all reality to do with you yeah. and more to do with that person and the energy that they were. So I really encourage all of you to really sit and think of what what is it that you think of yourself? Who do you want to be? What energy do you want to be? You know, when, when somebody is hurting and somebody is upset, are you the person that comes to them to console them? And if you are that person, how could you possibly be a bad person if you're looking to nurture and give love? Mm-hmm. You know, really sit and think about your self-worth and what it is that you want to be, not what people have told you that you are. Yeah. And when you get to a point where you know who you are and you know who you want to be, it'll give you that sense of security. And when you know who you are, you know what you're worth, you get that sense of like beauty and and just understanding of what it is that you'll deal with and what it is that you won't. What are your deal breakers? What are you willing to deal with and what are you not willing to deal with? And when you decide that, you can hold your boundaries and decide, you know what, I will do nothing less than being treated the way that I feel that I should be treated. Right. And, And what's really, I feel that's important to consider with this specific week is uh we may be easily triggered and knowing your triggers and this is for everybody that's listening knowing your triggers is knowing yourself yeah and and a lot of times we don't want to connect with our triggers because they're painful they you know they they set off 
uh, trauma responses. You know what I'm saying? So we don't want to connect with our triggers, but here's the thing. You have to know them to know thyself. So in your true, in your triggers is where the healing occurs. Exactly. So if there is a moment this week where, uh, victim consciousness is triggered, then that's, again, that's calling you to start connecting, asking questions. Why is this happening? Why am I triggered? And just going into the whole process of that. Because at the end of it, you'll develop a more awareness of the self. So yeah, Yeah. this is going to be a a powerful week. Yeah. This is gonna be a powerful yeah. third week is gonna be powerful, which is I interesting. Feel like it's all just like conducive to like right? healing and coming into your power and being like, fuck, yeah, I got this. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that the third week I got that card because you know it's we're shifting into Taurus season. We also got Mercury retrograde. So yeah, yeah. I can see how that would make people kind of spiral in that aspect. Yeah. And then but it's yeah. interesting too with the nine of pentacles and you know mm-hmm. there there's a normal meaning to the card but then there's the meaning to the card right and the aspect of it and the perspective of the card and i feel like they fit very well yeah and i feel like nine of pentacles i love that card it's like being comfortable in my own skin and just mm-hmm. you know being in you know in tune with myself and the beauty of nature yeah you know i think I love- of it as like just yeah. abundance of self mm-hmm. like abundance in yourself and authentic self and it's really like, the love yourself card. I right. Yeah, it's, yeah, it, yeah. It really is, <laughs> and I feel like that's just the advice to get back to to get back into that space. You're gonna have yeah. to dig in the crates, whether get you like it you. or not. Yeah. Get back to you. <laughs> you are the most important person in your life. So literally, the most important person. Yes, and with that being said, we get to the last card, and it's the love card. And as you know, there's all love, it all encompassing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, when we we see love cards, we always tend to lean toward the romantic aspects of love, um, which it very well can be, of course, Mm -hmm. but that's just one facet. And I feel by the end of this month, we're all going to have a deeper understanding of what love truly means to us on a soul level. So all this whole process is just leading us there. So to me, this is something to look forward to, Yeah. okay? Because oftentimes we go through stuff and we lose sight of what love really is and what it represents for us on a a soul level. So I feel like all of this is leading to that. It's a beautiful thing, honestly. Yeah. It's funny that you say that too, because I actually pulled the star. Mm. It's Um, my favorite card. Yay. I know, me too. Aquarius, that's us. (laughs) That's the card that reminds me of my mom. Um, Yeah. That that could be a whole nother episode. Um, <laughs> so, you know, really, Hi, really. <laughs> no, hey, baby, I love you so much, my mama. Um, really like blessings. Like you are getting to know yourself. You are loving yourself. You're figuring out how you want to be loved. You're figuring out what love means to you, you know, and you're not even, I feel like for so many of us, there have been so many times where we were always looking for someone to love us to teach us essentially well what love is and how to be loved and you know by the fourth week you're in a place where you're figuring out for yourself what love is and and what it is that you like and what it is that you don't like and and really just being mindful of like pouring into yourself because to me I, I always think of the star and I always see her like with her two jugs pouring water you know when you're really pouring into yourself you're really loving yourself you're really 
just giving yourself the things that you need in order for it to ser- like to be so heavy and conducive to healing. And, you know, and we tend to think of it as like, oh, well, it could also be like a soulmate. But when I think of it, it's like finding the soulmate within yourself, finding that space where it's just like you feel yourself so heavy that in your own company, you feel great. You know, because for me, I remember before it was so hard for me to kind of hang out with myself. I felt like I always needed somebody there. And now when I get time alone, I'm like, oh, I'm going to meditate. I'm going to do this. I'm going to take a bath and love myself. And by week four, I feel like you're just so heavy into you and your authentic self and finding out who you are, that it's just going to be so beautiful. And I know that it's been a heavy month. It's been a story by, by the end of it. You're, you're like Chas said, you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Everything is going to be all right. Like you got yeah. this. Trust the process. It's all part of the process. Like, I don't know why, but I'm hearing the Bob Marley song in my head, Three Little Birds. Yeah. Don't worry about a thing. Yeah. Every little thing is going to be all right. I think that should be our theme <laughs> for this episode. Right. <laughs> I'm right. just throwing it. I'm just throwing it out there. I I feel it I feel it yeah so yeah so it's gonna it's gonna be a powerful month but at the end of it it's gonna be beautiful it's a it's gonna be a real process of growth and you know for the bottom of the deck I have patience which Mm -hmm. goes without saying this is a time for us to just take it day by day be patient with ourselves patient with the process because it's gonna be really leading us to an amazing space you know to greener pastures as they say yeah yeah and it's funny because for me the shadow card is actually the shot it's so funny how it was so balanced in perspective for all of our cards um (laughs) so for me it's the five of staffs and this card is really asking you to reflect and think okay you know what am i responding to this situation in a way that is coming from my ego like is this my ego speaking or is this actually me speaking Because a lot of times when we do things from a place of ego, that is where the tension and the conflict is coming from, Mm -hmm. you know, because now we're not thinking of people of, okay, well, you know what, they're going through their journey and they're going through their things. And this is a projection of them. Now we're taking this projection of other people as like a direct hit to us. Well, this is the way that you're reacting to me Mm -hmm. and my loves, honestly, a lot of the time, it's not about you. It's about people. Because even when we think of our decisions and where we are, the decisions that we're making are about us. Yeah, we can be annoyed with people. But I also like to think of, okay, this person is annoying me. Why are they annoying me? Do I have this trait in myself? Am I annoyed at this reflection of myself right now? Or am I actually annoyed at this person? Yeah. Really, for this week, you know, stop and ask yourself, okay, is this my ego speaking? Or is this me speaking? Am I taking this this personally because I feel attacked? Or am I actually being attacked in this moment? Really sit, reflect, think, and please, please, please do not make any decisions like immediately. Mm -hmm. Give yourself time to think, breathe, and react, please, before you make any decisions. Take a second to breathe. Deep breaths, hold it, (laughs) breathe into your diaphragm. I guarantee you will feel so much better. Yeah. 
because this I feel like this month is just going to be about picking and choosing your battles too yeah. I feel like that's going to be a huge thing and healing it, yeah absolutely. and ascension ascension and sovereignty my loves that is the goal and that is where you are headed mm-hmm. trust in the process you got this yep absolutely it's springtime the season of growth as they say so you know allow yourself that process it may not be rainbows and butterflies every day yeah. but for the most part it's it's needed yeah okay the seeds you planted are sprouting my loves let them sprout but also know when it's time to pick if you pick the fruit before it is ripe it's no good be patient with yourself yes so we covered a lot today. <laughs> mm-hmm. We we went in on a lot of different things. So we want to hear from you guys, you know, like about everything we spoke about today. We'd love to hear your feedback. And also, um, if you have any ideas of, of any topics you want us to cover, let us know. Uh, we put up polls regularly, but we would like to hear from you. You know, if there's anything or any questions you have and want us to, you know, cover them on the air and kind of go in on it, by all means reach out to us, you know, eat, drop us an email, drop us a message on social media, or even I think uh, you could reach out to us on the podcast. There's like a messaging. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can also right leave there. us voicemails. There's everything. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's up. ways yeah. <laughs> to reach out. We want to hear from you guys. Okay. So again, uh, we're wishing you a beautiful, prosperous month. And until next time, guys, this is Deep Soul Awakenings. Peace. Thanks for listening to this episode and continuing on this journey with us. Be sure to join our growing communities on Facebook and Instagram. We can't wait to have you back with us next week. Thank you for allowing us to be your voice. Until next time, remember to take care and be kind to yourself.